Hello, everyone. Welcome to Collisions YYC Current and Critical. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. Thank you for joining me today for another good old-fashioned chat. Today's show is brought to you in partnership with Clearmotive Marketing. Thank you to my business partner, Chad Croker, and the entire team who worked tirelessly behind the scenes to make this show a reality. As a founding partner at Clearmotive, I'm excited to announce the official launch of our industrial marketing system. As a company with 15 plus years of experience with a variety of clients in nearly every sector, we identified that industrial manufacturing companies were underserved. You have unique needs, and we have developed a unique skill set to help you succeed. If you build and sell a product that helps other companies, we have developed an industrial marketing system to get your highest priority product in front of your ideal customer profile in less than eight weeks. Gardner recently reported that your buyers are 87% of the way through their buying process before contacting your company directly. That means it's never been more critical to apply the right marketing process to create and close more deals. Our three-stage industrial marketing system helps you shorten your sales cycle by using modern marketing tactics designed specifically for your industry and more importantly, for the way your clients like to buy. Stop sitting on the sidelines wondering which part of your marketing is working and put a system in place that makes it easy for your most valuable prospects to find you and get excited about your solution to their challenges. To find out more about what ClearMotive's industrial marketing system can do for you, please check us out at www.clearmotive.ca IMS, or better yet, open up your email and contact me directly at tyler at clearmotive.ca, T-Y-L-E-R. I'm excited to chat with you and put a plan in place to get your most valuable leads contacting you and not your competitors. Hello and a warm collisions YYC. Welcome to Mr. Mooney Boga. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you uh, for having us on. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. We've been we've been playing on this one for a while. B- uh, busy people, uh, dot, dot, dot. So thanks for making the time. I really appreciate it highly. Founder, president, CEO at Kudos. How long, first of all, before I give you the, the quick elevator, how long have you guys been around? Because I've known of you for a long time, but I don't know the timeline. Yeah, no, good question. Uh, I, I'd say we've been in uh, market for, you know, coming up on 10 years. Nice. Um, you know, I've been with the company just a little bit longer than that. And uh, prior to that, you know, Kudos was like a, an idea that was incubated within uh, my co-founder's organization. So um, that was a, a pre-revenue type, um, you know, initiative. They were trying to engage their people internally and, yeah. and that's how it started. Yeah. Ah, so kind of really the entrepreneurial, like saw a need, fill the need and then, you hey, betcha. wait a second, we might actually, well, before we go too far, let's jump in the, uh, let's jump in the old elevator pitch elevator. <laughs> Take as many <laughs> floors as you need, but what, what is Kudos all about? Let's start, let's start with that. And that's a good launching pad for the rest of the chat. Yeah, you bet. Uh, I mean, we're, we are an HR uh, technology firm that's based out of Calgary here. Uh, we work with organizations that are typically mid-market and enterprise uh, in, uh, in around 80 countries around the world. Um, I mean, we focus on, on organizational culture and specifically in virtualizing, uh, the employee experience around recognition. And so when you, when you think about, you know, recognizing your employees, there's numerous ways to do it, whether it be, you know, peer to peer, uh, celebrating achievements, um, you know, often, oftentimes, uh, the concept of rewards comes into play. Uh, from our perspective, there, there's a fundamental difference between the rewards and recognition conversations inside mm-hmm. of organizations. I think when you're recognizing people, it's it's focused on intrinsically motivating them versus when you're rewarding them, um, it's really about about the perk and it doesn't really have um, 
the sustainability, if you will, or it doesn't have the connection uh, to individuals in the same way. So as an organization, we tend to focus on the re- recognition side of the business. Uh, that's really our core. It doesn't mean we don't have rewards, but you know, recognition is really where, uh, where we look to make change happen inside of organizations. And that recognition is effectively connected back to the people analytics of the organization. So how are you better understanding your people, where uh, pockets of performance exist, uh, and how are you understanding those pockets of performance so that you can replicate it and and basically uh, take that concept throughout your entire organization? I love the the word just intrinsic versus extrinsic and rewards versus recognition and really understanding. And I think over the years, maybe some of us as leaders have mistaken those two. And I, I'm, I'm going to say that boldly because <laughs> I don't think I'm the only one who might have tripped on that. <laughs> and reading your site and also knowing a little bit, I have very good friends that work at, work at your organization. So sometimes I feel like I get to peer behind the curtain just a little bit, just a tiny bit. But what nice. I really love is how you guys tie that all back to values because we all know the old, well, we put it on a plaque and it's in the wall. It's on the wall in the lobby. You, you saw our values, right? Versus yeah. observable yeah. behaviors and actually how we act here and how we then reward and, and and how we motivate based on that. So how much does that allow your platform or how much is it individualized based on each organization, like the platform and the concept, but how deeply is it the values is what makes it work at, at you know, X, uh, X organization versus Y org? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, that's a great question, Tyler. I think when it comes to the way in which we deliver recognition for organizations, the first piece is that we look at um, levels of performance. Um, yeah. So from a from a peer perspective too. So it's not just, you know, in, in traditional systems, it was really about the top-down mechanism, right? How is your manager recognizing The performance you? review conversation, exactly, which, we, which we all exactly. love and so effective. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bias, my own biases. <laughs> yeah, and, and and from our perspective, it's really about how are, how are your peers recognizing you? It doesn't mean the manager recognition is not important, but, you know, the peer recognition is key. And when peers are recognizing you, it's it's interesting when you're getting peers to provide an indication on performance. Sure, it's subjective, but it's almost like getting a dynamic 360 review um, all the time as people are recognizing one another. Hmm. Without but, hanging this 360 you know, moniker over it, which creates exactly. a whole other set of parameters. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. But but going to 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 your actual question, um, it's it's how that recognition is then connected back to the values and the behaviors of the organization. And with every single kudos message, um, effectively what's happening is that uh, we, we call them qualities inside the system so they can be connected back to behaviors. They can be uh, connected back to characteristics. Uh, but effectively, as you're giving that recognition, those qualities start creating a profile for an individual. So yeah. your everyday behavior is really about giving recognition in sync with your behaviors. And then from an analytics perspective, we're able to say, hey, these are the behaviors that individuals are living. These are the behaviors that individuals are seeing in one another. And so that becomes a really important uh, piece of the puzzle when it mm. when it comes to you trying to build your, your culture and build your company. Because as you said, it's not just about putting it on the wall or putting it in an employee handbook. It's, it's reminds me of an old, I think I've quoted this twice this week for some reason. You know when something gets kind of in your mind? <sighs> this architect who'd built his two buildings and he didn't build a path system in between. I think it was uh, in a post-secondary. And everyone was up in arms like, where's the path? He's like, well, let's wait and see where people walk. And then we'll know what the natural flow is between these two buildings and then we'll build the path versus, you know, this is our culture, which sometimes can sound a very top-down approach versus like, wow, when our 
when, when we nail it out of the park or when we hit these projects or when things are just going well, these are the behaviors that are getting recognized. Let's take stock on that and actually like have it as a, a two-way conversation versus these are the values that will you will then apply to. That's a really interesting, from a 10-year cycle, when you guys started as recognition, when did data really start? Because I'm assuming that recognition piece started first, and correct me if I'm wrong, but over years, also technology is like, wow, we've got this amazing pool of data now that we can start to analyze. Just, and I don't want to go geek out down the tech side, but chicken, egg, cart, horse, how did that kind of progress over the last 10 years? <laughs> yeah, and another great one. Um, you know, when we started down this path, of course, it was recognition. I mean, we wanted to change the world with a thank you, right? That was that was uh, the impetus or the driver behind uh, myself. You do have bumper stickers like that, I hope, right? Yeah, exa yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and awesome. t-shirts and you name it, we've got Absolutely. it. Absolutely, <laughs> I love it. That's, yeah, um, swag, check the boxes, we've got it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but when when it came to uh, creating the company, it, it, was, it was interesting because we looked uh, around the landscape to see uh, what was what was the recognition and reward industry actually doing at the time? Because what we noticed is that rewards were everywhere, and great recognition was really nowhere, right? Or it was it was, in it was with that doses. random great manager, and no one could figure out their secret sauce, and, <laughs> and they just you know they actually recognized their people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. And so, mm -hmm. so when we started, you know, asking the question, we said, well, what does what does great recognition look like, and and how should it exist? Is it peer? Is it top down? Like all those questions, we started, you know getting to the heart of. And at the end of the day, you know, when we started going down the path of this concept around values and culture, it really struck a chord in terms of if you are designing a system whereby you're able to understand and connect these values, it does start presenting a data model that's really interesting. And it was early days, of course. And over the years, that's become more and more important and more important more and more invaluable to organization organizations um, especially when you're looking at it from the perspective of you know organizations that are trying to understand uh, inclusion in the workplace or yeah. they're trying to understand things like uh, you know ESG and, and what is their social measurement uh, for the organization so um, you know, now we do it quite a bit. <laughs> Back in the day, it was it was it was limited for sure. If you think of the last five years, just you know, the acronyms, DEI, ESG. There's acronyms that weren't really not that they weren't important, but they weren't on the radar screen, or certainly in the, you know, it, the companies weren't. Every second company wasn't launching their first ESG report like they are in the last kind of 24 months. But you're right. How do you measure and how do you perform? And also, you know, technology is now emerging to make these things more accessible. So kudos to you guys. Sorry, that was not intentional. But it came <laughs> out of my mouth. But seeing that that intersection of like, well, we have all this data. What can we actually do with it? And how how do we tie it back in a valuable, meaningful way? I got a question, and this is my own, hmm, recognition to me has an inherently positive undertone, and that's, but sometimes, does your system, let's say I'm not performing, let's say I'm not, you know, yielding behavior that aligns with organizational values or that allows my team, is my lack of recognition the sign, or does your system allow for, hey, so-and-so is not living up to our values, and I want to call, like, I don't know, I, I, I'm sure you understand where I'm coming from with the question, I'm like, what's the yeah. two sides of this coin? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's important, right? When, when you start thinking about, um, you know, how you're giving feedback inside of organizations and, and what is the role of recognition and should everybody be giving it? I think it boils down to how you're creating your culture and is it, you know, uh, 
is it, is it a culture where you are recognizing individuals because recognizing does lead to important changes inside of the organizations. It leads to performance inside of organizations. Uh, it leads to reductions in turnover. So, um, you know, as a business, I think it's important for us to think about the role of it and the culture that we're creating and the individuals that we're recruiting, the individuals that are staying, um, it's, I, I think it's a, a dynamic conversation and it's a symbiotic relationship that exists between um, you know, recognition, performance, and how you're building your culture. Because you can recognize, quote unquote, behaviors that might not be conducive to a good team environment, but that person knocked it out of the park. And we've seen lots of, I think, as a vendor, I've worked with lots of companies mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, I see what gets rewarded around here. <laughs> you know that you don't have to tell me what the culture is. I'll watch. And we're all very, it's like the little kid always yeah. watching the environment to see how's everyone behaving and how am I going to navigate my way through this? And, you know, we recognize the performance above all or sacrifice and you worked 15 hours a day and we're going to recognize that. But the person who went home because they had family or responsibilities, well, we don't value it's a, it's a tricky balance about being very intentional about what we're recognizing. As you're talking, I'm like, Ooh, this is, a, it's an interesting one. Way more. It's way bigger than a thank you. Obviously <laughs> it, it, it is. And I think, I think the word that you used right now was intentional. And I think that's, mm -hmm. that's something that's extremely important when you start thinking about your culture. Are you, uh, are you letting your culture be created by default? Or are yeah. you actually designing your culture, right? There's, you know, you, you can look at it from two different perspectives. And if you create, uh, if you let your culture be created by default, effectively what's going to happen is silos can, can exist, inconsistencies can exist. Um, you know, exactly what you were talking about right now, recognition, the kind of recognition you don't want inside of the organization yeah. because um, all of a sudden it's initiating the wrong behavior, right? That is not really in alignment with your purpose. It's not really in alignment with who you are as an organization. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being mindful about that is is extremely important because ultimately if you're driving an organization through purpose, if you're driving an organization that is aligned in terms of what is important, then your outcome is going to be good. Your outcome is going to be accelerated, right? And if you're not doing that, the inconsistencies come into play, uh, the problems come into play, and and you know all of a sudden you start hitting some road bumps. And so um, those are the types of things that you need to think about whether or not you're you're just letting your culture happen or if you're actually being purposeful around it. It's like people saying, well, we really haven't done any work around our culture. I'm like, don't kid yourself. You have a culture and you have a brand, whatever those oh, yeah. are. It's, it's how intentional they were or, you know, we find that path sometimes and maybe the path isn't always to the other building. It's often another, <laughs> it's often another direction. So I'm really curious and I love 80 countries. We live in our own little ecosystem here in our own little thought bubble sometimes about, you know, okay, whether it's Calgary or Western Canada or even Canada for that matter. What are you seeing when you look around the world and some of the companies that you've had the probably the privilege to kind of peer in behind the curtain of some pretty interesting cultures in different ge geographies, different value-based environments? What are you seeing out there in terms of trends around culture and as the employee, especially as we come through COVID and obviously it's back to being very like everyone I talk to in business is having an employee short, is having a labor shortage, skilled, mm -hmm. not skilled, anything. When you look around the world and you see, you know, what different uh, geographies have done, you know, what gets you excited? What do you bring back to your own <laughs> culture? Like, I know that's a big mounts yeah. of question, but yeah, let's, let's go out and tour around the world and tell me what, what you're seeing and what kind of you're learning from it more importantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you bet. Um, I mean, that's a big question, right? It's a <laughs> it big got bigger world. the more I talked. Uh, I need to shut big, up. And it's a big question. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would say, you know, there's, there's first of all, one commonality. And that commonality is that 
there's definitely a, a movement towards organizations caring more about culture these days. So okay. that is that is an absolute, and you see it everywhere in every country. I don't think there's a country that you know we've talked to that doesn't care about it in some way or form. Um, I think organizations are all at different levels in terms of where they are in the development of that culture. You've got organizations that are uh, a little bit more traditional, that are a little bit further behind. Um, you also do have or you know, older organizations that understood what the purpose of culture was and how it was important. And they're still around, right? They, they exist and they thrive and they grow. Um, and they're looking at how do we, how do we really take our culture to the next level? Right. Cause culture never just stops. Culture it, doesn't, you know, if, if culture it's constantly stops, moving, culture dies, actually, right. Yeah. yeah. It's constantly moving, constantly evolving. Your people are changing. You know, we, we run through different generations over the years. And so it's exciting, right? And and that excitement really propels the organization. So when when we look across the world again, I, I think we do see certain nuances in terms of the fact that how um, different countries are giving recognition, as an example, okay. you know, are they a little bit more peer-to-peer? Are they a little bit more top-down? Mm, um, there okay. are some nuances in that regard. Just I one, think I want to, can I pick on one word for a second? When you said the word traditional, yeah. would that imply more top-down versus peer-to-peer just as a way to, I know traditional can be yeah. defined broadly, but is that a simple way to categorize it? Yeah. Traditional recognition tends to be more top-down and okay. traditional recognition actually tends to be even more so related back to rewards. Okay. Um, kind of carrot and, carrot and, carrot and stick kind of stuff. carrot and stick, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's really focused on trinkets. It's focused on <laughs> the comp piece, right? We need more trinkets in our world. I don't want yes. any more trinkets in my office. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, and like and, and, and trinkets. And what a what a great way to. Die. Well, that's a trinket culture. We don't like. <laughs> we don't want to know anything about that. <laughs> Sorry, such a great word. <laughs> yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, and and it's connected back to the the uh, the monetary aspect, right? The compensation. And and what's interesting is that if you look at you know the individuals and in organizations today, they're not necessarily motivated by um, the comp piece. I mean, comp is important to people, but um, how they're treated and their ability to grow is even more so important, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's the driver. And I think that's where, you know, you started talking about, you know, what's happening in, happening in the environment today and, you know, how how is culture kind of connected back to that? I think, you know, we here today are, are especially here in Canada and Calgary, um, are faced with an interesting um, problem at the moment, right? Uh, we have organizations in, in the U.S. Um, that are, of course, uh, paying extremely high um, salaries to to individuals here in Canada. I mean, you've got the 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 difference in the currency and then there's, you know, a lot of companies that are that are throwing, you know, quite a bit of money at people. And and we're look we're I'm talking two to three times the normal salaries. I've heard some crazy right? thing. And but it's, you and then now you insane. don't have to move though. You don't have to pick yeah. up your family. You, you don't, don't have, have to, to yeah. get disconnected yeah, 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 from yeah, yeah. the network of mom yeah. and dad because you've got an, a, a two-year-old, and those were the things that would hold it together. But that fabric has been ripped apart, or that—that that, I mean, that wall has been torn down. There's no more moat around that anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And and but what we found and we've seen in the data is that you know those organizations typically don't have the greatest cultures always, mm-hmm. right? Because they're but they, using but they have a great bank the dollar. Roll. They to have attract. they have a big they have, they have a bank a big, roll. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, and so I think you know, as as companies in Canada, I think there's an opportunity for us because you know if we're seeing that happen, then we have to really 
you know, come to the realization that, hey, it, it's not just the dollar that's going to pill people. It's, mm. it's the culture, right? It's how we treat people at the end of the day. You don't want to be treated like crap, right? Like it's just not something that you well, want. There's a point like, oh, I don't um, care how much they pay me. It's not worth it kind of mindset. Right? Yeah, exactly. But, so I like what you said. If, our, if, we, if it's always, even when I sit down with a company from a marketing perspective, like, oh, this is kind of our weakness because we're small or we're not as big as our competitors. I'm like, well, okay, let's use that. What makes that the value proposition actually? Because you're more responsive or you can have more one-on-ones or the people that are doing the work are actually who you get to talk to. Like there's always a play inside there that sometimes organizations don't always see because you're so busy sometimes competing against your, the big, the, you know, your competitor who's got you outgunned by, you know, 50% revenue. And so they can throw more money at your, at your, at your, at your staff. hundred percent, hundred percent. And so from the perspective of, you know, touching a little bit, you've built this, you guys are Calgary, you guys are Calgary based. Correct. And you have been Calgary. And how has that been just being a little bit like, I don't want to lose our culture conversation, but you're also, you're, you're, you're doing the thing while also living the thing at the same time. Right. So how's it been for you building a team in this environment? You guys have been at this for 10 years. You were a tech company before it was cool to be a tech company in Calgary. I say that very much with an asterisk, but the last two years, I'm very excited where that's going, but that there's been a lot of companies that were around well before that. Are you guys having trouble with staffing and like just the fact that there's just more and more demand for some of probably your more technically oriented roles? Yeah, I mean, when when you think about, um, you know, first of all, building a business in Calgary um, and and evolving over the years, I think you know it it has always been uh, challenging, right? I mean, we we hear different stories. We hear stories that hey, there's a lot of great tech talent here, and then we hear stories, oh my god, there's a tech talent shortage. Um, <laughs> you can and you can right? read those headlines back to back almost on the same back feed. Back to back, <laughs> I know. Yeah, totally. absolutely. And I, and I think at at certain times and places, they're both almost true, right? <laughs> in certain instances. Um, and when it when it comes to you know us and 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 growing, what I think is interesting is that when we started down this path, we were 100% based out of Calgary, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were we were locked and loaded here. It doesn't matter, you know, the fact that we were in 80 different countries. We were right. we were Calgary based, and we're still Calgary based. But I think, you know, as soon as we moved to a little bit more of a flexible slash remote model yeah. or distributed model, should I say, over the last couple of years. We've really come into the understanding that hey, we can we can really be anywhere, and we've brought in people from from different parts. So we're now about um, I'd say sixty percent Calgary based, forty percent um, outside of Calgary. Okay, and that um, that all of a sudden changes the horizon for you, right? As an organization, from a from a talent pool perspective. Um, which is exactly the reason why the U.S. is doing it with us, yeah. right? Except they've got a, a little bit of an upper hand on on the dollar. Um, yeah, they've yeah. got a built-in margin advantage, absolutely, just yeah, on, exactly. on on a currency. So, hey, question can't can't overlook these one. These, oh, how how can you work remote and still have a culture? How are people are going to get connected? Mm-hmm. That's never going to work. Oh my God, I love it because I have freedom, but I can still work for like the, you know the arguments and the debates are, are raging right now. We've gone to a distributed uh, work culture and things have been lost, but things have been gained. So when you look at it specifically from the lens that you guys put on it. How has it changed? Does it how has it changed it? How has it changed? Has it shifted, or does it just still come back to who you are as an organization and how you handle it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, be, going remote has definitely presented challenges for many organizations. That's right? No question. Um, I think the ones that have been culture first in the way in which they approach things have been diligent about. Mm-hmm how they create culture online 
back, and back to being intentional. What does right? that actually mean? And they're and they're talking to other companies about it, and they're learning about it. And mm-hmm. exactly, it's about being intentional. So you know, when it comes to the creation of culture online, I I think it's a hundred percent possible. I don't think there's any any doubt in my mind that you can't create culture online. I think it takes effort. I think it takes time, see earlier notes, right? <laughs> see earlier checklist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and 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 it's whole that whole thing about being purposeful, right? So when when you know we even when we went through the motions of transitioning ours into more of a distributed culture internally, um, we experimented with things, we tested things out, and that testing allowed us to learn and become better at doing it. Um, I mean, we were lucky enough to also use our own platform. <laughs> um, so from a digital, yeah. you know, an online culture perspective, that was really helpful because, you know, that does have a place uh, in organizations that are trying to enable culture online. Mm-hmm. But it's it's those pieces of the puzzle that you need to take into account when you're when you're thinking about creating that online culture. Appreciate that. And not so much, again, I think I wrote an article back, like stop asked, stop having this conversation about work from home or work remote or work from the office or work remote, have the conversation around, well, what work are we actually doing and where's value actually created? But this, this black and white, it's an easier argument to have when that's not really the actual conversation you should be having, in my opinion. <laughs> so much deeper, yeah, like no, what absolutely. are we actually trying to create? And there was an argument. We had some holes in our culture when we were all in the office. So to go, oh, the good old days. I'm like, well, there was. It wasn't perfect then either. Like that's also plus. <laughs> uh, we tend to humans love to romanticize. Remember when it was all perfect? I'm like, mm, are we remembering the same thing? <laughs> um, size of organization. And you said mid to enterprise. Oftentimes, you know, as a smaller company, I see these things I'm like, oh, that looks amazing. But I'm like, oh, geez, it's just another thing. And do mm-hmm. we have the bandwidth? Do you see is it like a barrier just because when companies are smaller, it's just another thing and it's hard to put it in or also the economics of just working with mid-sized to larger organizations? Because again, humans are humans across the board, whether they work in a 20-person company or a 1,000-person company. But for initiatives like this, obviously you guys, I'm assuming from a business perspective, focused on the group where you could have the biggest impact and it also makes sense. But does it really make any difference, kind of small, medium, or large? Or is it just about the ability to bring on, quote unquote, another initiative, spoken like a small business owner over here? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think I think recognition is important for all organizations. It, it looks and feels a little different, perhaps, at times. Um, okay. So, you know, if you are a smaller organization, you're looking for a recognition solution that's, that's simple, um, that's easy to use, that doesn't really... Um, require a lot of individuals to support it because you're you're just en- enabling that yourself as a business owner, right? Yeah. I think as organizations increase in size and once you start getting into mid-market and enterprise, the conversation is different because you now have a team that's in charge of your culture. You now have individuals that are promoting that inside your organization and, and driving that initiative forward. And they are looking for for mechanisms uh, to engage people, and I think you know when we when we get asked about kudos because we're primarily an inbound organization, I would say from a sales perspective, primarily. Um, and so from that perspective, what ends up happening is organizations come to us and say, "Oh my God, our people are telling us we don't have recognition," um, and and that is the problem. They've run a survey, and ninety five percent of the people are telling them that the, they they don't feel recognized or that they don't have recognition. They're like. But well, we recognize people and, and we do this and we do that, but it's all about the type of recognition you're rolling into. An and how it makes you feel works. as an individual, right? That's, I'm, exactly, you can't tell me you recognize exactly. me if I don't feel recognized because that's a gap. <laughs> totally. And, and so depending on you know, what worked when you were a certain size or what worked when you were in a certain industry might not be applicable 
um, in in the other. So I think okay. those are the things that you need to consider. Um, listen to the listen to your people, right? I mean that they're going to really tell you what what's up. Um, and and yes, although li- I said listen. you have to listen, <laughs> yeah. All, although I said you know culture is by design and culture is is initiated from um, from leadership or or the founders or wherever it may come from. At the end of the day, I also said that culture evolves, and culture evolves because you bring people on, and your people are part of your culture, and that is transformative. And so you always need to be able to listen to them to understand where you're at, what is your heartbeat, if you will, at the time. Um, and based on that, you know, accommodate and create and evolve. Uh, about two months ago, I was having a conversation with one of your team members, actually, who used to work for me as a longtime <laughs> friend. And I was talking about, you know, honestly, I think I'd got a, I got a shitty review on Glassdoor and it was for the company, not me personally, but as an owner, you take it personally. And I was chatting with her about it. And she said, you know, hey, Tyler, just to be clear, I'm listening to you talk. Culture isn't hundred percent your job, right? Like your team is also responsible and like you're all part of it together. And she kind of straight to be out a little bit. And I thanked her for it. She's like, Hey, the team also has a responsibility to, to contribute and create the environment that they also want to be in. It's not like you can be omnipotent and come down and this will be culture. And I was like, yeah, I didn't realize I was sounding like that, but thank you. <laughs> she kind of straight to be out. And it just, it just shifted, you know, the power of a shift perspective, especially when you're having that you know, staring too closely into the sun kind of moment. It's like, maybe if I yeah. look over here my eyes won't burn as much, so that might be idea um hey uh change management question or maybe just a reality question uh, quote unquote asking for a friend platform fatigue we have so many it's like oh, yeah. let's just talk about our own um entertainment subscriptions i don't know how many netflix and create like we're all just feels like we're dying under the weight of all these different platforms and in a business oh another thing i have to go to and i saw on your site you guys implement with slack and asana and like a lot of the common platforms yeah. how much is just the mechanics of bringing something on because if i'm at, and i also want to bring it back to hopefully someone's on here right now going hmm i'm going to reach out but oh man last time we tried to bring on a new platform if we imp- we failed in implementing it maybe there was nothing wrong with the platform at all how much is that a factor for you guys when it comes to just onboarding and getting a new way of a new path to walk on in, embedded into an organization without without people just going, oh my God, I don't need another thing to log into. <laughs> yeah, no, no, good sense. Um, I, I think, so first of all, when you're looking at, at any platform, yeah, optimization is important, right? So like you mentioned, integrations, et cetera, that, that's key because it just makes it part of your workflow um, as opposed to something that you're having to push in, into the organization, right? Um, and, and, and that is absolutely beneficial. I think when it's, when you're talking about things that are culture, I mean, you're, you're doing it purposefully. I think you also have to make the consideration that culture doesn't change overnight, never does. Right. Um, you, you, one thing can happen and it can shift in a specific direction. Um, but you can shift it back or you can continue to shift it more in that direction. I mean, it really depends on what you're trying to achieve. And I would say, whether you're looking at recognition or you're looking at anything else in, in terms of implementation inside of the organization, don't think of it as something that, oh, I'm going to put this in and I want change to happen in, 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 in a month or it's I not want a, change not to a happen one in, in Not a one months. and done type. Or even a year, yeah. right? Yeah, this is, this is your, your 
transforming your culture. This is, you said it, change management, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these are things that take time and you're, you're really putting in the time and the energy and the investment to make it happen. It doesn't mean you need to do it all at once. You're not, not there to conquer, conquer it uh, by any stretch <laughs> culture of the imagination. By co- culture right? by conquest? <laughs> by conquer, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, no, no, I just don't think no. those words are bolted yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, right? And, and often enough, that's what companies are hoping, right? They're hoping that, hey, we can insert this in and it can make the change happen and do all this stuff because the people are asking for it. Well, yeah, first of all, people are asking for it. Listen to them. Yeah. If they see change happening, they're going to be, that's the first point of happiness, right? Uh, Seeing that change happen. And then it's about evolving it. It's about making it better. It's about learning from the way in which you're using it and and continuing to evolve it. Um, That is the conversation that needs to be had when you're looking at implementing anything inside of an organization to enable your culture. When you guys are in your sales cycle, do you have this is not a magic bullet conversation? Like you and I go to the gym and like, so oh, if, yeah. I, if I pay this money, the, I will get these results. Whoa, wait yeah. a second. I guess how much is that part of your onboarding? Because I'm assuming for you, yeah, you really no, want to set this thing up for success. <laughs> I, I think it's a big part. I think, I think so first of all, I, I have to be clear, right? When you implement the product, you're going to see gains, right? Like, so I'm not, I'm not saying you don't see gains at all. So um, the, the whole point is, as soon as you implement, you're going to see gains, you're going to see change, you're going to see people being happy from it, you're going to see all these great things. It's the long-term sustainability that okay, you want to yeah. ensure that you're creating. And that is an absolutely candid conversation that we have with organizations. The right? shiny new toy versus um, this is actually how we do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and that's where you need to that. set your expectations, right? In that you're you're going to put something in, you know it's going to make a difference right off the bat, but you're there you're committed to ensuring that this becomes a part of your culture. This becomes a part of the new organization that you're building because it's the new organization that you're building that's going to enable you to become extra performant, right? Mm. Um, it's going to allow you to see growth. It's going to allow you to see change. Um, and so you can't, you can't just ignore it because if you ignore it, you're going to go back to having the same problem. Well, we ch- we check that it's not a, not a not a box checking exercise. So, from a step by step, just you know, again, I love to bring it back to as practical as we can for people listening. So, uh, uh, and your first your first advice has been loud and clear. So, listen, do I listen? <laughs> do I like? Do I send out surveys? Do I like? Do I, you know some companies survey their their employees to death, and then you you can tell almost by engagement just on how few people fill out the survey. But I've had friends who've worked in HR. They're like, well, be very careful with the survey trap. Like, how do you see companies successfully start to get this moving in the right direction? Because if I'm listening right now and I'm about to reach out, I still want, okay, how should I start to think about changing my culture? I listen, but do you do it at scale? How, how do you recommend? What are some of the things you've seen really work well to get companies on the right direction for this, this kind of a, a change? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I mean, surveys are great because surveys give you an understanding of, of where your company sits. Um, I, I think, you know, you, you just made a little bit of a note about, you know, surveys can, can be, complex and that you don't want to over over survey people um you don't want to make two surveys too onerous either um so pulsing versus you know the big blown out you know um massive survey that comes 30 percent done and there's 20 minutes left like i'm out (laughs) done (laughs) yeah completion zero (laughs) exactly so i mean those are the things you need to be mindful of um but i think surveys are important and they do have a role i think What's interesting is that there's um, applications that are coming into play whereby you know um, you're able to get an insight without surveying, mm, right? Okay. 
uh, Act or, or more a, AI, data, like tools yeah, that are a little able bit to, more to AI, mind a sentiment bit more, and things like that. Mm. Correct, correct. And 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 I mean, you know, there's 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 you know products out that are out there that actually do the like listening, like full blown listening. Yes. I'm not talking about full blown listening. Not talking about total um, Big Brother. <laughs> I'm not talking about Big Brother <laughs> yeah. here at all. Um, I mean, that does exist. But what I am more talking about is like. So as an example, in our in our recognition platform, we have the ability to understand sentiment and the changing behaviors that exist inside of the organization. Um, that is that is an interesting thread that you can pull from the organization. And it gives you the ability to see, hey, are there pockets of performance? Are there pockets of specific behaviors that you want to better understand so that you can actually... Um, have that understanding throughout the organization, right? Um, right. You want to look, you want to find the ambassadors inside the organization because they're going to be able to say, hey, this is what it's all about, right? This is what we're trying to create. Um, the champions. And, and, and your champions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's interesting. We start thinking about if I'm a global organization, I can look at, you know, how the Calgary office is, 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 is acting. I don't want to use the word performing, is, is behaving maybe, or is what's going on versus the Toronto office. But I can also like what's happening on the floor 20 versus floor 21 or this team versus that team. Because you get to large organizations, you've got a bunch of little villages all kind of coming together, right? <laughs> but, the, you know, the, the team isn't the, the thousand employees. The team is the seven people that work together here and the 20 people that work together over there. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Two words I was playing around with recently. I had a chat with Jenny Gilbert from SAIT, and I talked to her a lot about the the seven intelligences of leadership. And we were talking about collaboration as a word and also high performance and how kind of they, my belief is they get thrown around pretty loosely. So when you're out there working with organizations, is that like everyone thinks, well, we need to collaborate more and we need high performing teams. And I <laughs> joke, throwing a bunch of people in a room and giving them crazy deadlines and forcing them to do it is not collaboration or high performance, <laughs> but yet we can sometimes call it that. So are, is there any trends or even buzzy things that you're seeing that like, wow, maybe we need to take a step back from that because we're focusing on this, but we're overlooking all the other things in between. And then for they're not getting this thing that we're all chasing after (laughs) yeah i mean um i mean collaboration and and performance and productivity are 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 definitely big big words right (laughs) now if you will very much so um and it's it's an interesting time and place because you know we are going through a transformer transformation in terms of technology and and it's also one of the reasons why um these words are coming into play into organizations Mm -hmm. um there's an acceleration that's happening. There's a change in velocity. Yeah, and everything, everything's I happening think, faster. <laughs> faster. Everything's faster. happening faster, and we want it to go even faster. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, and you know, I think I think you know the one thing that's come out of um, you know the pandemic and and the Great Resignation is it's like oh, hold on, slow down, folks. <laughs> <laughs> right, slow down a little. Right. Um, you know, we need to we need to understand what we're trying to create. We need to understand how we're creating it. We need to understand, you know, how it's affecting people, right? Um, you know, wellness and and health have become big topics recently, especially mm-hmm. during during the pandemic. Right. And coming out of it, you know, the conversation really resides. Well, this should still exist inside of our organizations. It's not something that just existed during this period in time, yeah, right? This is that. the way in which the new organization, the future organization is going to be built. Now, it doesn't mean that the concepts of productivity and performance and collaboration and communication are not important. They mm-hmm. are absolutely important. But how you enable it 
is a different story, right? And again, there's a connect, connection point here to culture. If you're creating a culture that is collaborative and you're creating a culture that is communicative mm-hmm. and you're creating a culture that is transparent and you're creating a culture that really is focused on enablement, then at the end of the day, the performance and productivity will automatically follow. It's just, it's the formula. So you're not driving productivity and and asking people to like work like crazy or push them to their limits. You're creating a culture that enables the behaviors that are gonna effectively lead to the outcomes that you're looking for. I appreciate you're very consistent. I'm asking it from different questions. You're coming back always to the core, which I love. That's good. Trying to push the witness around, but I can't. It's great. No, I I love the storyline. And you said a couple, well, you said a bunch of things there. I all agree with. I'm smiling. You're like, yeah, no, I love it. If you don't like, if if, it's, if you don't want to shoot out the window, stop hanging the target in front of it. Move the target somewhere else, and maybe the, it changes the whole it changes the whole situation. But we do that all the time in business. Well, if I focus on this, I'll get that. Like, mm, no. But if you focus on this over here, you'll probably get that. But you yeah. said something about, of course, not, not, trying not to use the word pandemic. But the, did this push us more in the right direction? And I know there's a lot of negative come out of it. I always look for the, the negative is well documented, and I'm not minimizing it. But did this accelerate some of these conversations in your mind? Like even for you guys as an organization, was the last two and a half years a good period of time? Because all of a sudden now it's like, hey, we've been saying this for seven and a half years and or eight years, yeah. and like thanks for noticing now, every, everybody. Has that been a factor? And I, I'm choosing to put that in a positive light because I think it would be. <laughs> For sure. There's definitely been an increase over the years, right? Um, and I think, you know, the last couple of years have definitely been an accelerant for us in terms of um, priorities inside of organizations and what people are trying to achieve. I think there's also this understanding that, you know, people need to move to digital systems, right? Yes. And a lot of people weren't, right? And that presented a big issue. And so when you layer on the fact that how do you create culture when you're digital, that really puts a, a pressure on the organization <laughs> yeah. to figure out, hey, you know, what do we need to do to enable this? And recognition is typically what organizations are hearing is required inside their organization. Um, that's what their people are telling them. So it's again, that's we were in a in a good place, um, you know, over the past couple of years in terms of you know our offering and what it was delivering for organizations. Right. I think what this period in time has really done is provided. Uh, a moment, a pause, if you will, for organizations and people to to think into what is their organization going to look like in the future, not just today. We're we're always living in you know boom 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 like just keep on going, keep on going. Alligators right? and so, fires in my office all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's absolutely. insane, yeah. right? Yes, it but is. But this has really given us an opportunity to say, hey, what are we trying to build? Like, why are we building it? Start with your why, right? Start with your purpose, right? You know, Cynic had it right. Yeah, right? It's totally, true. Totally, yeah, so we've all watched the right? we've all watched the video, and yeah, but can you live that or bring it forward? Yeah. But right? what's interesting is that yep. this this period in time is really put people, or should I say, organizations in a position to revisit their why. Like people, I think <laughs> like, people's right because you, know, you can't. The organization is people. It's like, oh, it's yeah. a, it's a brand. I'm like, well, it's just kind of personality for a business. Like, as humans, we still are a group of people, whether you you know big corporations or whatever, sooner or later, there's a room full of people doing something together at the end of the day. You bet. I heard something interesting, just as you, like digitization or digital transformation, if we're going to play buzzword bingo, the pivot, we'll, we'll throw the word pivot in and then digital transformation is another big one. But what I kind of heard, and this is my own interpretation, when you guys started, you were kind of digitizing 
a manual process. I could write a note, give it to you, and that was recognition. But what I've heard over the year, certainly as your companies evolve, is digital transformation because now we're actually we're, we're changing the way it happens because we're gathering the data so we can make informed decisions. Like so much of digitization was just, well, how do we do it with paper? Let's put our paper into spreadsheets and I like the spreadsheet into an algorithm versus going, no, 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 this is actually changing the way we operate, which to me, that's a big differentiator between we'll digitize it or actually transform with a digital mindset. And I think it's interesting because sometimes those get mis they get mis misnamed, I think, personally. <laughs> you yeah, can, no, you guys clearly have moved true. very much into, no, no, we're going to transform using digital and that's, you know, it's becoming table stakes, but, you know, COVID accelerated that like in space. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, for sure. It, it's, it's a little, it's a little mind blowing for me in terms of the hmm. fact that, you know, we were here to make change happen in terms of, you know, the transformation from rewards to recognition and what recognition was providing, how it's connected back to your culture and the values and, and what have you. But, you know, through through this journey, what we've really understood and realized is that so many people are still trying to digitize. Like it's just <laughs> it's mind blowing how many companies are still trying to digitize. Um, the ones that have been digitized for a while, they're now looking for what's next, uh, yeah, right? Like yeah. What comes next? And that's where the whole concept around um, the insights um, and that more so even the actionable insights. It's like, I know this is happening now. What what do I do, right? And and that's that's where things become valuable. They become meaningful. And I think that's where, you know, we see our value proposition because, you know, we don't focus on that reward mechanism. We focus on the intrinsic motivation mechanism. The intrinsic motivation goes to the heart of what people are thinking and believing and feeling. And once you tap into that, you have a better understanding on, on how to navigate your business, how to build your business. Um, and by having that insight now, it really is, is starting to create a little bit of a navigation tool for you. Right. So that's I think exciting. we're still in the very early days to be frank. Yeah. I think we still are in early days, but that's what makes it even more exciting for me because I think this is, this is a discovery. Um, and, um, I'm looking forward to the, to the next phase for us. I forget the quote, but it's like the future's already here. It's just not that it's just not evenly distributed. I think that's an old, I think that's yeah. a quote from the 80s. I think it was Canadian. Actually, I can't remember his name. We did that. Oh, that's so interesting. To, like, so for you guys, uh, as far as the road ahead, you kind of, you kind of, that was my next question, but you kind of just, just laid it out. It's those companies that are now willing to take these like, actionable insights. And I love that you said that because great, I have an insight. What am I going to do with it? Well, I don't know. Okay. Well then arguably is it as valuable it's, sooner or later, you've got to turn something into something. And you know, from a, if you look at your cost, your client base, where would you say the balance is? Like the companies that are sitting in that, like, yeah, okay, no, we get this now. What's next? Versus the companies are like, whoa, okay, let's just get the foundation here. Like, is it evenly split? Is it a balance? Like, just again, arm, armchair answer for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just the the blanket statement there would be: there's definitely more companies that are, that are just trying to digitize first. Yeah, okay. um, as, you, as you said, that's yeah. absolutely it. Um, and I, I'm talking that's from a new sales perspective, right? The companies mm -hmm. that are coming to us initially, there are some companies that are out there that said, said "Hey, we've run recognition in the past. Um, it's actually been rewards, and we've realized that, and <laughs> the way in which we've built actually." gave us the insight that that was what it was <laughs> because you know often the rewards companies will will upcharge the rewards mechanisms that are in there etc cetera, etc cetera, and that's not really our value proposition so 
at the end of the day, what we've realized is those are the companies that are coming to us, right? So, you know, uh, I see. there's if, the companies We've been through a cycle for, and we're willing to relook at it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and we're really willing to relook at it because we know what it has done. And often, if it's been too rewards focused, it's actually driven the wrong behaviors inside the organization. Yeah. So they're looking for a way in which they can do more with the concept of what is termed recognition, which means, you know, dialing into what's intrinsic dialing into what the connection to culture is and dialing into the insight that you're going to get from it. Like those, are, those were, those would be clients or potential prospects I'd love to chat with because they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't have to tell me about the lesson. <laughs> I've already learned it now. So there's a, there, there's a like, yes, I'm excited to go forward because we've lived through that trauma, <laughs> you know, PTSD yeah. from running a program that was going to change the world. And it, it did, but maybe not in the, in the way that you wanted. Last, well, last question. I'm, again, I'm curious, which I can't help myself in your organization. You clearly have got the, you got the, the full stack developers and do you also have the neuroscience and the psychologists and the, the, you know, the corporate psychologists that are like, this is how we this is how humans interact at work and what's the balance or what's that makeup because i'm assuming it's an interesting dichotomy yeah. of all, all those brains <laughs> to make this work yeah no absolutely i mean i'm i'm extremely interested in that area to begin with and i think that was you know I one see. of the drivers behind when we started building the product and the way in which we built the product um so we did have um, a number of advisors at the initial onset of the construction of the application and and developing it in a way that was conducive to gathering that type of data set I think, you know, as we've evolved as an organization, we now have individuals in the organization that are enabling the transformation for, for organizations, right? They're awesome. focused on that particular area. Um, this is also, you know, it's within the last couple of years that we've started developing more of that insights team in more of that um, team that's focused on enabling change for organizations. So from our perspective, that's that's one of the newer areas of business and it's probably one of the areas of business that's actually gonna grow quite a bit um, over the, the next year. Well, that's gonna be such a, a, a force multiplier for you as an organization. Like, and that feels like a you whole bet. other podcast we could have on how this data is now turning into actionable insights that is driving real change inside organizations that are willing to embrace it. There's always still uh, have to be a Definitely. willing participant. Uh, Mooney, I could talk to you all day about this. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. Your, your passion for it, your, you live it. You're living in it. And I love it that it shows through loud and clear. Um, kudos.com. Check you guys Check you guys out. K-U-D-O-S. It's easy to go down a wrong road when you type in kudos, which I'm I'm sure that happens from time. I was like, I don't, this is not the, this is, I do not need a phone plan. I need to get to this site. So yeah. K-U-D-O-S. Sorry, I stick that in. People are still listening. No, that's, yeah, a right? that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Like, Tyler, don't compare me to them. We, this has happened know, before. You know, it's funny. In our early years, we used to get the calls it's like hey i have a problem with my phone and we'd be like okay <laughs> why are you calling us yes and so you're not getting the recognition you need from your from your cellular yeah. provider that's not a surprise that's a whole other thing um how would people get a hold of you what's the best way to reach out and have a chat this was fantastic thanks so much yeah you bet uh kudos.com of course you can reach out that way and then uh just just reach out to the team and and hook me up on linkedin as well so Fantastic. Mooney, congratulations on the amazing work that you're, you're, you're doing. Kudos for an awesome job done. I couldn't resist. Too cheesy. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Super. Thank you so much, Tyler. Tyler.